0: What's going on?
1: Ben, how are you?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you?
1: Very good. Very good. Thank you.
0: How's your day? I know you've been watching the US Open.
1: Yeah, most of I've been working, but yeah, I just did tune into the tennis tournament. As you know, we're a tennis playing family. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, well, now a pickleball playing family, but um, <laughs> we grew up with tennis and I love watching the US Open. Um, so, you know. how about you?
0: Uh, it was a wonderful day. Um, it's rained off and off uh, here in Fountain City and and Knoxville where I'm at, but uh, it's been a wonderful day. And I, I before we get to questions because we got a ton of questions, uh, we're going to get straight into it. If someone were to ask you, are you a tennis player or a pickleball player? What's your answer right now?
1: Um, I would say probably a. I think of myself as a tennis player.
0: Okay, it's it's an interesting question because I. Probably play more pickleball now than tennis, but I would still say I'm a tennis
1: player. Um, Yeah, you will always be a tennis player.
0: Um, All right, let's get to the show, guys. Uh, Y'all know the drill for those who are with us live. Uh, If you have a question for Dr. Rogers, go ahead and put in the comments. Uh, We're going to get to every single live question tonight. Uh, We had a few come in throughout the week, um, so we're going to get to that. Now I'm going to start with uh, a shield question. Does taking Digest Shield break the fast? And there is a follow up to that. So I'll let you start with that one.
1: Uh, no, it shouldn't break the fast. Okay. Uh, um, oh, no, it will not break your fast. Again, you should take Digest Shield before you eat. So that's when you break your fast when you eat. So there's no reason to take Digest Shield on an empty stomach anyway. So it's kind of a moot point.
0: Well, I, I think the, you know what you've talked about a lot is, because people do ask about the timing of when to take Digest Shield, I think best practice is around 30, 30 minutes before your meals. Um, yeah. uh, if, if, if you don't hit that mark, I know it's fine. Um, I, I've, I've taken it five minutes before my meals uh, if, I'm in a, if I'm in a pinch, uh, but I, I do think 30 minutes is uh, yeah. best it's not, practice.
1: It's not going to hurt you to take it on an empty stomach and not eat for a few hours, but really... You know, you don't need to do that. Uh, it wouldn't break your fast anyway, but there's no reason to do that.
0: Yep. Um, this kind of goes along with it. Does taking it with digestive medications like famotidine, omeprazole, and tagamut break the fast? So this is, I, I'm assuming, uh, and I, I apologize if I messed up this question, uh, I'm assuming it's in addition to the digestial?
1: Uh Yeah. Um, well, you know, those are ant- acids, acid blockers. Um, but no I mean that that wouldn't it wouldn't break the fast if you took it with that um, really but you know the point is you want to get off of medicines like that if you can and digestion is a good way to kind of maybe do that and plus changing what you eat and figuring out what's causing your your reflux and heartburn that type of thing all
0: right thank you for that question uh, came in through email let's get to um... Let's go to a carotid IMT question. Heard you guys discussing the carotid scan you have scheduled in your office. Uh, This is in regards to the carotid IMT. I'm curious if that is the same type of scan that LifeScreen does in different locations during the year. Follows up with, if not, could you please discuss the differences?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. No, it's not the same thing. Uh, LifeScreen just runs a plain ultrasound of your carotids to make sure you don't have any Major blockage, which the carotid IMT also will detect, but um, the thing of the reason the carotid IMT internal media thickness is so good is because it measures that uh, innermost lining of the arteries and gives you um, an arterial age. So it's it's more a measure of inflammation and that important endothelial lining. So way more information, um, in a carotid IMT, um, than the, just the plain carotid ultrasound. Um, so that's the one you want to get if you can there. It's hard to get, I mean, we have to get people from Atlanta to come up and do them in our office. It's not a routine type test, but it's way better in my opinion.
0: All right. Thank you for that, doc. Um, Edith, I, I see Edith in here. Thank you so much for hanging out Edith. We're definitely going to get to that question. Uh, I love the, the, the augment and that question. We're going to get to that in the live comments tonight. Cause I did miss that last week. Um, okay, let's go to, um, uh, let's see this one here. Have you heard of Dr. Mercola's gallbladder enzymes? It has 200 milligrams ox bile plus other ingredients. How does it compare to digest shield? Um, I don't know about this one. What, what's your, what's your understanding of, uh, the Dr. McCullough gallbladder enzyme? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it is a decent product for sure. Oxbile is, um, something that helps you break up fats and, um, for, especially for people with gallbladder problems. Um, but really the digest shield has about everything you need in it. Probably more because it has prebiotics, probiotics. Digestive enzymes to help you break down the fats, Um, more traditional type digestive enzymes than ox bile. Um, It also has lactase to block down dairy. It has chitosin, which blocks down uh, glutens and lectins. So it's just a more complete um, uh, digestive aid. Uh, Not that the the ox bile isn't useful. Um, it can be, uh, I'm not sure what else is in the Dr. McCullough's gallbladder enzymes, but, um, it's probably a good product. I, I've just gotten, I've had so much luck with digest shield with everybody. I had a guy today tell me it really, really is just made a world of difference in his IBS symptoms, um, today. So, um,
0: this is, it's, it's such a great question. And, um, and one, I, I, I appreciate, uh, you bringing this up the Dr. McCullough's gallbladder enzymes. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you doc for, uh, for the comparison there. It's a, uh, it's super interesting because I know gut products, uh, in probiotics in particular, um, it can be tough to kind of compare. Uh, originally people were going by the amount of, um, what is it? Uh, I mean, strands. how many billion
1: CFUs yeah. and, yeah, diff, yeah, yeah. colony forming units uh, are in it. But, yeah, it's really more the quality than the number of um, CFUs in the product, I think.
0: All right. We're going to keep moving here. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, Richard, I love that question you just put in the comments there around the omega-3s. Uh, that's perfect timing. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, all right. Where am I at here? let's see here. Could you please ask your dad if he is familiar with the Tulsa prostate procedure that Dr. Bush in Alpharetta, Georgia does to treat prostate cancer? And uh, doc, if you don't mind, I'm going to give a little back, a little context for you here. Um, If I can, if I can find it, there we go. Okay. So my husband's seventies and otherwise healthy and active recently had this yearly MRI screening. There uh, seems in uh, Alpharetta, and he will follow up a biopsy to determine cancer and Gleason scoring soon for area found in prostate. What things should we be doing now and after that procedure regarding diet, supplements, vitamin infusions, etc.? I believe I've heard you discuss vitamin C infusions, uh, and that's in regards to cancer, doc. Um, but did you say there is a blood test done first to determine if there is a if that is a safe option? Okay. Um,
1: oh yeah, you know. Um... As far as vitamin C, IV, you need to get a G6 PD test to make sure you have enough of that enzyme. Uh, again, it's one in a million that doesn't have enough of it to receive IV vitamin C. And those one in a million, you could have hemolytic anemia from getting high dose IV vitamin C. But I've only seen that one time, you know, but we routinely test it. Anybody should before they give you um, high dose IV vitamin C, which is what I would do along with the ketogenic diet exercise sleep all the other stuff but um, i am familiar with the tulsa procedure uh, and i know dr bush personally um, Talked with him many times Um, he's just been a leader in in the field he's a radiologist who just images prostates um, and he's really really good Um, you know it's way better than going in and getting a blind uh biopsy with a truss needle which is painful. You're, you're really doing a blind, about 16 blind sticks. He goes in there with an MRI uh, and does the biopsies under MRI guidance with, you know, just like two uh, thin needles that are directed into the area of question. So way better, in my opinion, um, than a blind stick. Plus, you don't have all the uh, risk of getting septic and getting infected from uh, you know, the, the, the truss needle itself, it's a lot more invasive procedure to get that done by most of the urologists. I mean, th- believe me, they'll be all be doing it soon. Um, maybe even most people now get an MRI of the prostate before they do a biopsy. They should be. Um, so it's becoming pretty common. We've been sending people down there for years to get this procedure and an MRI. So <laughs> Dr. Bush is really good at looking at that MRI and saying, yeah, I think this is cancer. Let's mm. biopsy because you just don't want to get a needless biopsy of your prostate. That's not right. a fun procedure. It can be a risky procedure. I have a good friend who had a PSA of four. And so the urologist does uh, the old fashioned 16 uh, truss needle biopsies which were all negative, but he, this guy ends up spending a week in the intensive care unit for, for sepsis from that procedure. So not to say, you know, that's going to happen to everybody that won't, but um, there's certainly better ways to do this. So as far as the Tulsa procedure, that's, you know, I don't, I'm not a urologist, so I don't do these procedures, but it is a fairly uh, new way to treat both enlarged prostate and prostate cancer. It's usually an MRI-guided treatment. And they use um, high-frequency ultrasound to uh, decimate the area of concern. And so it's like a it's a selective. So, in other words, you can go in there and see where the prostate cancer is, get rid of that part instead of taking your whole prostate out and maybe being an incontinent and having an ED the rest of your life. So
0: right.
1: I've had several people that got it done. It can also work on an enlarged prostate as well. So I like the Tulsa. There's another one. Gosh, very similar to that. Um, oh, gosh, I forget what they call it. But, um, yeah, just go to somebody that really is advanced in this kind of thing. You know, we used to have to send people to Houston or uh, Delray Beach, Florida to get this procedure. Um, again, insurance is not going to pay for it like they used to. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to probably pay for you to get your prostate out for for these um Focal ablations are probably not going to pay for it, but uh, for a lot of people, it's well worth it. So talk to somebody. Always get t- two opinions on things, you know. Um,
0: and, and one thing, and I and I think this isn't you know what this um, what this listener is implying here is you do you have in the past you know said a few things you would immediately do if you got cancer. I don't know if that applies to prostate cancer um, out of curiosity. Yeah, sure it
1: does. Sure it does yeah. Okay.
0: Cause you've mentioned uh, getting a, a high dose vitamin C infusion, which, uh, to answer this question is you do need a, a G6 PD test before, um, yeah. you mentioned a keto diet, maybe
1: keto diet. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is yeah. there anything else they're saying that, uh, they take quite a few supplements and my husband has taken an OTC testosterone booster in the past, but not supplemented with testosterone itself. Is that safe or a good idea for him to continue? So I guess that's around testosterone. Um,
1: no, hold off on any of those supplement, those T boosters until you find out a diagnosis. Okay. Um, again, testosterone does not cause prostate cancer, and it really doesn't even cause spread of prostate cancer. Um, you know, estrogen is usually the culprit with prostate cancer and prostate enlargement. So (laughs) testosterone will not cause your prostate to enlarge or have cancer. Um, that's something that they used to thought for many years, but read Dr. Morgan Taylor chief of urology at Harvard and look at his book testosterone for life. But if it was me, I would just play it on the safe side and just find out your diagnosis first and then think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. think about it mainly for medical legal reasons. But, um, you know, look at that, but hold off on your supplement for right now. Just see what you've got. Let me see what, if you do have prostate cancer, look at the Gleason score. That'll tell you if it's something to worry about or really not. Um, so really interesting. I don't know. How old was this patient been?
0: Uh, it seems, uh, right here, husband's seventies and otherwise healthy and active.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you had a yearly total bot full body MRI or just the prostate MRI, but you know, there's an argument that anybody over 70 should never have a PSA drawn again, because if they get, you know, if they get suspicious, they're going to go through a lot of needless procedures because usually, unless it's a really unusual, aggressive prostate cancer at that age, it's not going to kill you. You're going to die with it, not of it. So a lot of people say the, the benefits to doing that is outweighs the risk, um, you know, the benefits of not doing a PSA. But I tend to like screening tests myself, so I check guys. But, um, you know, so just just since you're into it, you know, see doc, see what Dr. Bush thinks and, you know, don't undergo a an unnecessary procedure. Like if you have a Gleason 6, that's probably not even cancer. You know, just watch it. You know, observation, watchful waiting is a good policy too. You don't have to get your prostate ripped out or even get a a Tulsa procedure unless you really need it. Um, If it's, you know, near, they can also determine the location of it. Is it near a neurovascular bundle? You know, more likely to to metastasize. And the Gleason score will give you how aggressive that prostate cancer is going to be. So uh, I hope that helps. I like Dr. Bush. I really do like him.
0: Um, I I've only heard you say uh, amazing things about him. Um, I believe he's from a. His father is uh, is a
1: urologist as well. Is there is there two? No, Dr. he is. His son is a radiologist That's like right. he is. That's right. His son's still based in Chattanooga, I think. But Dr. Bush moved from Chattanooga to Atlanta. Got it. Uh, the urologists do not like Dr. Bush. That's interesting. Um, because it's it's a turf battle. You yeah. know they want, but. You know, but they'll be doing the same thing he's doing <laughs> when when the, the technology clears up and the insurance starts reimbursing for it. But um, yeah, it's funny how they they don't like him, but I it, like him. It's a, it's and I a, like a lot of urologists too. I have a lot of urology buddies, but they're catching up with their technology and MRIs of prostate, and they're they're realizing they shouldn't biopsy every prostate that comes along with a PSA of four. And it's ridiculous. You know, you watch that PSA velocity. PSA is not a great test, but, um, and another tip, the PSA, if you've got prostate cancer, your PSA is not going to come back down. It's going to keep going up. So if your PSA is six, you know, of course in large prostate causes a high PSA, if it's six and then it comes down to, to five, most likely you don't have prostate cancer, but if it's six, and the next year it's eight and it's 10, you, you may have it, good chance of it. But I hope that's a good short course in prostate cancer uh, diagnosis. Uh,
0: it's um, a really good question, and I'm really thankful they sent that in over email because I know, um, you know, I know you deal with that quite a quite a bit in the office. Um, and prostate's a, you know, a major concern for uh, for every male as as we get older. Um, so thank you for sending that in. Uh, I see Robin Riddle's in here. What's going on, Robin? Uh, you guys know Hello. Robin's in the, uh, our nurse practitioner in the West Knoxville office, uh, as well as the star of Explain This. We're going to do some uh, filming this Friday, I believe. Uh, and speaking of Robin, we're going to put a question up here that came in throughout the week. And I, I say this because uh doesn't explain this episode on PCOS and... Uh, and it's, it's super helpful. So my first answer to this will be go check out Robin Riddle's explain this episode on PCOS. And the second is, I'm I'm going to ask doc here, uh, PCOS help supplements, uh, other than checking out Robin's video. Uh, what would you say to this?
1: Yeah. Robin explains it way better than I can, but you know, polycystic ovarian disease is a disease really of insulin resistance. You know, it's a, Pre-diabetic state usually comes on in late teenage years. Affects fertility, causes obesity, causes diabetes, causes hair growth, acne, all those things you don't want as a woman, Um, you know. But fortunately, there's a lot of good treatments for it. Um, As far as supplements, I I like berberine. I like a very low carb diet. Uh, Berberine, um, you know, metformin is generally the medicines we use or spironolactone, which blocks down dihydrotestosterone, which causes problems for uh, people with PCOS. So um, really strict diet, good supplements, maybe metformin, maybe uh, spironolactone, uh, berberine, definitely get on that tomorrow. And, you know, talk to somebody like Robin who really treats a lot of it and because it affects fertility as well. You know, Robin's really... Uh, specializing in uh, fertility now, natural ways to uh, enhance fertility. I, I, I want to do a podcast with Robin on that also at some point because it's really important. But um, go to Robin's uh, explaining this. It's really, really good. Um,
0: um, I hope that helps. And and also, if you're wanting to dive a little deeper into functional fertility, uh, Robin has a functional fertility handle on both Instagram as well as Facebook. Uh and Robin can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's functional fertility performance medicine and for Fert- functional fertility PM uh over on Instagram. So be sure to check those out. Um we're gonna keep moving here guys and then we're taking uh, live questions. I see um uh Linda's question. Uh Sarara, I see your question, great question there. Uh Evangelon, I'm gonna put this up from Evangelon. Uh, Thank you. Like, this isn't. I, I, anytime Evangelon has a compliment on one of our videos, I'm like super stoked. Uh, he's saying on HM, HMB, HMB, you think we can do one? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, I think that's maybe why I did it on creatine because Evangelon yeah. asked me. Yeah, it turned out to be a really good, uh, informative thing. A lot of people just don't understand, you know, they're scared of creatine. So, yeah, it's something I take every day, and I think it's great for you. It's not dangerous either. So thank you for that that um, idea, and thank you for uh, pushing us on to do that uh, podcast on Creatine.
0: And I'm uh, writing that down, Evangeline HMB. I'm going to put this up from Robin. This is her handle over on Facebook, and this is the handle, I believe, over on Instagram. Uh, so I'll put those up a couple times tonight. If those uh, for those of you who are wanting to uh, dive a little deeper on functional fertility, um, okay. Let's go to um, this was a, a, an interesting one. And first of all, I hope I hope this um, listener's okay. Uh, question about a fingernail injury accidentally drilled into the center of a fingernail with the drill bit. Br- when the drill bit broke, it went through the fingernail and into the nail bed. Question is, it's bleeding a little but not much pain On other than alcohol to clean and antibiotic ointment. Would you suggest any additional treatment? Do you treat this kind of injury in your offices? Um,
1: the, uh, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, yes, I definitely treat that kind of injury. Um, you know, I, I like treating this kind of thing. I used to work ER some. And matter of fact, I dug a bullet out of a guy's arm a few months ago, so that this would be a piece of cake compared to that. But, um, yeah, I hope you got the bit out. You know, hopefully it's not lodged in there. But um, one thing with nail injuries that I don't like to do is take the nail off because the nail is very protective. Um, You know, the thing about bleeding behind the nail that builds up a lot of pressure. And when I see that, like somebody smashes it with a hammer or something, I actually drill a hole in it. with either an 18-gauge needle or a little cautery unit I have uh, to to make a hole in it so the bleeding will come out and not build up and cause horrible pain. So it sounds like you've already got a hole in it. That's a good thing. But clean it, you know, real good. Hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, put an antibiotic ointment on it. Probably won't need a systemic antibiotic. Um, I like to keep it, you know, loosely covered, you know, so keep it safe from whatever else you're doing. But um, yeah, that'll turn out great. You know, if it's not major, you probably won't have a nail deformity. Sometimes you'll get a little, you know, hard place there, but uh, it should turn out great. Um, but yeah, we, we treat stuff that comes in like that. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm thankful for questions like this. I think, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know, it just kind of reminds uh, me of just the, the quick care type stuff. It's so fun. So uh, I hope I like I, the quick
1: care. You yeah. know, we, we love doing it. Um,
0: hope everything's okay with your fingernail. Thank you for uh, sending that in over face. Uh, sorry, uh, over email. Uh, Lisa, I see you. Thank you for hanging out tonight. I see Janice's question. I see Ruth in here. Uh, Ruth, what's up? Uh, Jay Jenkins from Raleigh. I, I'm obsessed with Raleigh, North Carolina. I think it's incredible. Um, let's get to uh, this last question. Then we're going to get to the live uh, questions. Um, can you take creatine with a history of SVT and tachycardia? Uh, this is sure. um, uh, coming, I'm sure, from the sure. video today.
1: Yeah, it's not going to affect that. You know, it's not a stimulant. Um, you know, you better be careful about caffeine. But creatine, no, it's, it's fine. It works in a different way. It's muscle energy, but it's not that kind of stimulant. So, yeah, I would feel very comfortable taking that with history of that. Um, so I don't think there's any problem.
0: All right, thank you for that question. All right, guys, that does it for the questions that came in uh, throughout the week. And uh, I know I missed Edith's question, so we're going to get to that first. Um, If you have a question for Doc, go ahead and put it in uh, the comments. I see Victor's here from LinkedIn. Thank you to all the uh, LinkedIn folks. Um, uh, Yes, we're we're definitely going to get to that, Victor. Um, Okay, let's start with Edith because I want to make sure um, we get to it. Uh, Edith is asking, is digest shield uh, working as a binder? Also, what is Dr. Tom's opinion of augmented NAC versus the regular NAC? And I do believe this is in regards to long COVID. Um, what's your what's your answer to this for Edith?
1: Uh digest shield is not a binder. You know, we think of binders, you think of things like um cholestyramine. Uh, binders are pretty good if you have an inflammatory condition like microscopic colitis, which i recommended a binder today on somebody I think has microscopic colitis. Um, When they get a colonoscopy, they need to tell their GI doc to take a biopsy, even though the area looks normal. I'm convinced that COVID caused a lot of uh, microscopic colitis. Um, So it doesn't work as a binder. There's something called zeolite. That works as a binder that's more of an herbal-type medication, and cholestyramine is uh, the, the uh, prescription form of it. Um, so is Shield is not a binder. Um, and sometimes binders come in useful if you've got an inflammatory bowel condition or um, if you've had food poisoning, that type of thing. I like activated charcoal as well. I think every medical kit ought to have one in it. Um, but there, there's other binders, like zeolite's a form of clay. But um, but anyway, augmented knack, I have heard of this. I haven't seen any, but apparently I've seen advertisements for it That is apparently it's a more absorbable form of it. I don't know if there's any credence to it or not. I think it's a proprietary blend, meaning you don't know really what's in it. So I'm not against it but I just don't know if the claims they have about it being that much more absorbable are true. You know, um, a are really good in acetylcysteine is, is just a great product for a lot of things, especially, you know, if you have COVID. Um, so, uh, I'm, I haven't used the product, but I don't I don't know whether to believe the hype or not, to be honest with you.
0: All right, Edith. We will uh, keep uh, keep our eye over on uh, augmented knack. Thank you for uh, putting that question in. Um, Let's see here. Where are we at? Um, Let's see. Let's go to Richard here. Um, Richard on Facebook is asking article in Journal of Cardiology this past Wednesday of. this past Wednesday, of twenty five thousand people from Cleveland Clinic says that omega three supplements have no health benefits. In light of this, do you recommend continuing to use omega supplements, or should we just depend on food so- sources? I'm so uh, thankful for this question, Richard, um, because I know a lot of people have, have read uh, similar stuff around omega threes, and um, and, I, and Doc, I know you have thoughts on it. So let's uh, let's jump to yeah, it. I okay. still
1: take. I think omega threes are very are very useful for a lot of things. And the thing about these studies like this one, you got to look and see how much omega-3 they used and where it came from. Now, there's a big difference in omega-3s, krill, fish. I mean, uh, the thing about that I have read, and I believe that is that you need to take quite a bit of it. I mean, I don't know. It's just BS that they say that because any cardiologist will tell you if your triglycerides are high, how do I bring it down? Use Mm -hmm. omega-3s. So um, there's always some article putting down vitamins because they're cheap, they're over-the-counter. The Um, the one supplement, you need a good quality one, and you need a high dose. I'm talking about probably three grams of it. But it's probably true that a 1,000, you know, milligrams or one gram is probably not going to help you to prevent heart disease. But, um, I just, you know, don't take any credence at all in the, the studies like this. You need to see how many, how many grams they used, what was the quality of it? How long was the study? It's crazy because, you know, even vitamin D, something that almost anybody with any sense knows it helps you in many ways, but there's always somebody coming out like probably cardiology, you know, there, there was an article this week that I read about vitamin um, D where it's been found that um, it does help prevent heart attacks, vitamin D, D3. And all the other studies have always shown no benefit at all to vitamin D. Uh, and, and even during the COVID years, where they were saying vitamin D does not help you. That's BS, it does help. There's no doubt in my mind and anybody who studies this stuff vitamin D works for many, many things. So there's many other studies that say it works. So um, I just don't believe it. You need to dive into that test a little bit further. And and, and re- I think if that's the same article I read, there was a positive benefit from that. But then it says, well, I'm not, we're not sure if it's statistically significant. Uh, but yet there's something like, um on the placebo, one person um, was spared a heart attack. Uh, when they took the omegas, six people were spared a heart attack. And it's not stif- significantly statistical difference. But just use your own common sense and read the study because I just don't believe it. Um,
0: Um, Richard, thank you for, for bringing this up. And, and, and I guess what I'm hearing from you, doc, is you're not changing your behavior around omega threes.
1: No, I Uh, think it's a very important supplement. Just like I think vitamin C is an important supplement, but you know, a lot of the academics don't think it is despite all the evidence that it works.
0: And I think you, you have, I know you mentioned the three grams here with some of these studies, a lot of it, they're just not using enough. Is that right? Is that the way you're... Yeah, even in the vitamin
1: D study, they were using one to 2,000 units. I mm-hmm. mean, you have to take way more than that to get the benefit. I mean, you can't go by these RDAs. Um, you really need to use higher doses. And, and, and vitamins are safe. You're not going to overdose on a vitamin. Um, even vitamin D, you'd have to take unbelievable amounts of it for months and probably years to precipitate even a kidney stone. But yeah. I'm just real skeptical of these vitamin people. And I used to be a vitamin skeptic, too, until I saw these patients taking them. They're, they're healthy. Mm. Then you saw what happened with COVID. It was very low vitamin D levels. I mean, it's very protective. Um, so, you know, don't don't let that jade you. Mm. Check the study out. I love, I love to look at Dr. Atiyah's stuff because he dives into these studies pretty close, and he refutes almost every one of them that, that say this doesn't work. Um, oh, so
0: doc, thank you for that. Richard, thank you so much for putting that question in. I know a lot of people are, uh, uh, have the same concerns, um, after studies like that are coming out ar- around omega threes. Uh, so thank you. We're going to keep talking about stuff like that cause it's important. Um, let's get to Suara here. Um, have you guys tried TA 65? Um, if I remember correctly, uh, TA-65 came up um, when we were talking about, um, was it Apigenin? Um,
1: no, um astralagus. Yeah. You know, TA-65 sure. is interesting. Um, you know, every meeting I go to, the folks from TA-65 are there promoting their product. It's supposedly supposed to lengthen your telomere length and prolong your life. Um, the active ingredient is astralagus. Um, no, I haven't tried it because I can't afford it. Have you seen how much that stuff costs? Um, that's why I formulated my own brand. I call it my longevity vitamin that has astragalus in it. It has apigenin in it. Um, I'm blanking out on my third one. Gosh. It has another ingredient that's real. Oh, it has nicotinamide riboside, NR, in it. So I have all three of those for... A fraction of the cost. There it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, somebody smart to put that thing right up there. NR is still my favorite precursor to NAD plus. So um, that's my longevity formula. And check, look at look at how much TA sixty five is going to cost you. Not that it's probably not a good product, but the main ingredient is astragalus. So I really looked into that, and I'm not going to. It's just too expensive, you know, um, for but- my taste.
0: You know what's interesting is 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 that does that that one comes up quite a bit. So uh, so I think you know Sorara, it's 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 great um, from everything I've heard of. Um, and I think
1: yeah. uh, if you've got the money, you know you should buy it. But why not buy the cheaper stuff? Because that's the active ingredient in there is astragalus. So um, you know it's interesting.
0: Now is it astragalus or astragalus?
1: You know, I don't know.
0: What is it? Let me let me put this back up. I want to get this right.
1: And maybe it's just a astrag- it Astragalus. A A Okay. Yeah. I astragalus. was mispronouncing it. Yeah. A I love
0: it. I love it. Um,
1: okay. That's the only time Ben's ever corrected me on a on a wording of a medicine. But I'm glad you pointed it out. I have to. I I you wanted I, to get back at me, didn't you?
0: I had to get like a small win, you know, astragalus. Well, you a
1: stragglers. You got a major win there. So
0: <laughs> uh, uh Sarar, thank you so much for putting that in uh on YouTube. Um, let's keep moving here. We're going to go back to Facebook here. Uh, let's go to Janice. Uh, what do you suggest for, sur- now, now this is what I get. Psoriatic, psoriatic, um, psoriatic, yeah. psoriatic arthritis. Uh, that's what I get for trying to correct you. Uh, yeah, the P
1: is silent. Psoriatic arthritis. Yeah. Um, you know, gosh, you may have to get on a heavy hitter if it's really bad. Um, a biologic, of course, of the way that like stellar and those things, but those are heavy hitter, expensive drugs that can have side effects. Um, you know, I would probably look at your diet first and straightening out your gut. Um, uh, you can, I like, as far as supplements go, um, I like curcumin. Um, I really like, uh, Let's see what's the other one i use for that some yeah, i just thought it was thinking of it but oh ldn low-dose naltrexone is one that i put people on with that um you know a lot of it depends on whether you have more of the psoriasis or more of the arthritis um, some people have it just have a rash and no joint pain other people has joint pain and very little rash um You know, sometimes to tame it down a little bit while you get under control, if there's a flare, we use, you know, prednisone for short periods of time. So, um, again, remember, I'm a blend between traditional and alternative. I use both. You know, I'm not going to use them. I'm not going to not use a prescription medicine when it works, for sure. You can't get out on either end. You know, you can't just say, I'm only going to take an herb. There's real medicines that work for a lot of great stuff. Don't ignore them. But it just depends on how severe it is. But that's why I would suggest starting out. But look up LDN. It's 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 wonderful. I put I put somebody on it today. I forget what I put her on it for. I think it was oh, um myositis. Mm. Saw a case of myositis today, which is not real common. Mm. Kind of rare.
0: What is myositis?
1: It's um inflammation of your muscles. There's, uh, dermatomyositis is the, is a more severe one when you get rashes with that, but, um, it's muscle destruction. Um, so it's a really kind of rare thing, um, to diagnose it. You really need a muscle biopsy, but, um, Um, uh,
0: Janice, thank you so much for putting this in there. I'm going to put, uh, Uh, Katie's comment, Katie, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, great, great, man, uh, great work. I mean, goodness, we're, we're in West Knoxville now. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you so much for all you're doing. Um, Katie's saying you put a cancer patient on LDN yesterday, and I'm gonna, I'm putting that up for a reason because, uh, we have a couple different cancer comments and questions. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's get, Sawara had a comment around, um... There we go. Uh, Sorara is saying, my aunt took RSO for her spine cancer instead of chemo four years ago. She's still cancer-free. She looks better now than she uh, than when she was 50. She also stopped eating processed foods a year ago. I'm teeing that up there. Uh, thank you, Sorara, for putting this in um, because uh, I'm going to put Victor's question up here on uh, from LinkedIn. Uh, Evening, guys. Since we're discussing supplements, what are Dr. Roger's thoughts on uh, Patero still bean? Two hundred fifty milligrams for cancer. Uh, you might have to correct me there. I'm starting chemo tomorrow, and I'm taking fenbendazole. Uh, first of all, we're we're praying for you, Victor, and um, thank you for for being here. Um, we've done a couple a uh, couple podcast episodes with with Doctor Bolton around fenbendazole, and um, uh, now I'm blanking on the the other one. Yeah. Um, Artemisinin. Artemisinin. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's one. Um, you should go to Doctor Bolton's. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a couple of podcasts would deal with him, but yeah, uh, good luck with it. I, I'm not versed enough to tell you. I haven't used it uh, for cancers, really. So I'm, I hate to tell you anything. I, I'm gonna check it out though. You know, because we're always getting, we get one or two calls a week for, you know, alternative methods to treat cancer, and certainly I like vinbendazole. There's been so many studies. By the huge clinics that have been positive with Fimbendazole. I know, you know, the academicians don't like off label, outside the box thinking, but when you have cancer, in my opinion, you should get the traditional and you should also hit it with the alternative stuff, especially the diet. Um, but really important on diet. Um, but I'm always think you should be open with your oncologist too. You know, again, you want an oncologist that will work with you and have an open mind and be willing to have you use some other stuff as well, you know, besides traditional chemotherapy. Um, but good luck. We'll be thinking about you and, uh, keep in touch with us. Let us know how you're doing. Um, uh,
0: and also if, if, um, you you might want to look at that, uh, that video we did with, with, with Dr. Bolton. I think we've done two. So if you search for performance medicine, Dan Bolton, uh, it it should come up. Um, and, uh, one, it's just a, it's an inspiring story and, um, and he's super educated around all this stuff. So, uh, thank you, Victor for this. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Um, Go to Linda on YouTube. Have you tried LifeWave X39 patches? Um, I don't know no, what
1: No, but is. I've heard of them. I don't know what the efficacy is or anything, but yeah, um, you can, if you've tried them, give us some feedback on how, how it worked. Um, but so I haven't used them on anybody.
0: All right, Linda, keep us posted on the LifeWave X39 patches. Uh, let's go to Jay Jenkins. Uh, hello from Raleigh. Hello from Fountain City. Uh, if someone is unable to take metformin causes lactic acidosis, is there a long term alternative to get the anti cancer, anti aging benefits as metformin? Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here, Jay Jenkins.
1: Yeah, that's a rare side effect, but it's sure a black box warning lactic acidosis from metformin. Um, you know, um, berberine is probably the closest thing. I don't think I've ever heard of a case of lactic acidosis from berberine. Um, and other, other anti-aging benefits, you know, um, anti-cancer. Of course, look up rapamycin. That may be the gold standard for anti-aging benefits. Uh, um, and look up astragalus. Um, and, of course, nothing replaces a good no-sugar diet. I love a keto diet. I love the carnivore diet for uh, better aging and anti-cancer. Um, so don't worry if you can't take metformin. There's other. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff out there um, that's going to work pretty similarly. So.
0: All right, Jay Jenkins. I hope that helps. And uh, Lisa, I see that. Okay. So you sent email on the, uh, the LifeWave. Okay. I- I'll check that out. I'll make sure uh, Doc sees it as well uh, LifeWave, uh, the LifeWave, uh, X39. Perfect. Thank you, Lisa. Um, okay. Let's go to, uh, Ruth's question here on Facebook. My cousin's dentist advised her to take ACV and iodine for GERD. I've heard of using ACV, but not iodine. Thoughts. Also does ACV cause depletion of potassium?
1: What is ACV? It's am not ringing a bell with me. Is that um, ringing a bell with you?
0: ACV, Ruth, if you could give us some clarification on what ACV is, uh, ACV and iodine.
1: I've never used iodine for GERD either. I've used it for other reasons, but um, so I don't even know what ACV is. Iodine I haven't used for that. Um, interesting. Let me do a uh,
0: quick, quick little look of ACV um ruth and what we'll do is we'll, we'll get back to this question um see if if you have any clarification on acv put it in the comments um okay let's go to um a golf house uh how much of what um I'll, I'll make sure doc gets it how much do you take doc is that of the um, the ultimate aging formula let us know in the comments. Uh, if you're talking about that, oh. it's
1: two capsules. And I'll take it at night because it's got the apigenin in it.
0: Man, it, it seems uh, to help
1: me sleep pretty well.
0: Look at this. We've we've got like the smartest uh community here. Uh we've got Amber saying uh apple cider oh, vinegar. Okay. Uh, we've got uh Sherry, <laughs> Myra, Ruth, and we Doing. got
1: and we got performance Medicine. We got our team. Um Doing. I mean, how can we miss that? <laughs> You should have said apple cider vinegar, though. You know, all these, all these abbreviations are getting to me. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've of course I've heard of apple <laughs> cider vinegar, you know, as a treatment for GERD. And, yeah, I think it works. I've never used it with iodine. But, you know, before you start taking a bunch of iodine, you know, if you can take a huge amount of it, like 12.5 and 25 milligrams of it, get check your iodine levels with a dried urine test because – it could potentially cause problems if you, or how, and again, probably 80% of people don't have enough iodine, but um, I don't think it will deplete your potassium. I don't see why it would. You know, I had a question today on, well, we were looking at the the podcast on creatine and if you're ever worried about starting a new supplement, a new medicine, how it's going to affect your electrolytes or your renal function or that just do a cmp it's a dirt cheap test we can do for 20 bucks and you know just get that occasionally if you're worried about it um you know i think it katie will answer but i think it's about 20 dollars we can do a complete metabolic panel on you uh so if there's any worries take a look at it um but uh yeah for a lot of people you know apple cider vinegar uh really helps um uh iodine I don't know all right it's interesting a lot of dentists will see damage to your enamel because of GERD and I'll tell you you, you're having reflux you don't you're having solid reflux because your enamel is being worn off your teeth interesting Um, dental health is important you know
0: Ruth thank you for putting that in thank you for clarifying on the ACV I apologize I should have totally caught that uh but thankfully we got uh we got such a smart crew here. Um, Let's see here. Terry's uh, in from Guatemala. Welcome in, Terry. Uh, Thank you for all the work that you're doing. Um, Okay, let's keep going. And Golf House, if you can let me know uh, how much of what and what we'll get Doc uh, to answer that one. Um, Let's see here. Let's get to WC1A. uh, And then I'll get to Becky. Um, I am ready to add collagen peptides to my vitamin regimen. Can you comment on what type I should take, or are they not really necessary? I'm seventy-six year old, uh, years old and in good health. Uh, what's your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, you should supplement with collagen for sure, because you're losing collagen at your age. I've certainly been taking it for a long time. I'm sixty-eight, and I think it's really important that connective tissue, you know, needs to you need to be able to replace it. some of it. If you can, you can't replace all of it, but. Um, Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I like. I take keto collagen, which has no sugar in it. Won't break your fast. Um, so I like that one a lot. I think you should take it without a doubt. Your, your your joints, your skin, your hair, your nail, everything will thank you for that.
0: All right. Thank you, WC One A, for putting that in. Uh, we are huge collagen peptide fans. Uh, Becky's asking: Can having black mold on your walls cause autoimmune disorder like? Ankylosing spondylitis become active. Um, I I hope I'm reading that right, Becky. Um,
1: uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, black mold is not good. You need to get rid of it. The first thing you do is get an environmental person out there and get rid of it. If you live in a wet environment, you know, it really kicks off, can kick off almost any autoimmune disease. You know, um, mold's a toughie. a lot of people think that even Lyme disease is, is misdiagnosed. It's really mold. But in any event, it kicks off that autoimmune process, and that's what you're trying to avoid. So, yes, it's awful. So, clean it up. You might even want to go on a detoxification regimen. Um, Getting an infrared sauna for sure.
0: All right, Becky, I hope that helps. Um, Oh shoot! I, I'm sorry. I think I, I think there is a follow up to Becky's question. Um, oh, okay, there is. Um, the mold test I, I did was positive for stacky Botorx black mold, and uh, I'm gonna misspell all that. Um,
1: Aspergillus. Aspergillus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, that's Aspergillus is a bad one too. But um, yeah, they've done a test to see if there's mold. There's there's Fungus in a lot of people's noses, you know, some people use uh, antifungal nose sprays They get them compounded. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're recognizing it and getting it cleared up because it can kick off a lot of bad stuff, chronic fatigue.
0: All right, Becky, thank you for uh, clarifying, uh, giving us more information there. Um, let's see. Um, Let's get to Motaz over on Facebook. Um, I have trouble staying asleep. I've tried to take or I've take, I have to take Benadryl to remain asleep through the night. Otherwise I wake up at 2 a.m. and cannot sleep again. Uh, Motaz, this is a common, common uh, problem. Um, What's your thoughts on this uh, about, it seems like it's about remaining asleep. We
1: hear it all the time. We hear it all the time is early morning awakening. You know, it's a toughie. I mean, I don't know if you're tired during the day, I don't know if you've had a sleep study. Some people, you know, have sleep disorders that need to be diagnosed through a sleep study. That's something I hope to start doing through my office, um, to be honest with you. Um, because it's a really it's one of the four horsemen I call, you know, that you need to do to be healthy. You know, nutrition, exercise, sleep, hormones. Those are my four horsemen. Um Yeah, I hate that you have to take Benadryl because it's really not a good sleep medication. It's it's an antihistamine. You know, if it helps you get through the night and you're not too drowsy in the morning, it's not habit-forming. You know, um, I know some people can upset their water balance and maybe even aggravate their prostate a little bit. But, I mean, I don't like the prescription sleeping pills too much. There's There's a new generation of them called orexin agonist. Um, but even, you know, and they're really not sleeping pills. They're more daytime alertness, um, medications. Dayvigo is one. Uh, so you might think about getting a prescription for that, but you know, they really don't work, but they work probably about half the time and then you, you don't take one to go to sleep. You have to take it for up to a month and know if it's going to really help you or not it's more of a uh, daytime alertness medication, but, um, you know, I like saffron. I like L-theanine. You know, if you, if you have a lot of mind chatter at night, uh, you know, you can do some different rituals to try to help you sleep better. I like saffron. I like L-theanine. I like ashwagandha, um, which are all three. Those are the three ingredients in my stress formula. I think, I think, we can't keep those things in because people really like that. Dr. Rogers Stress Formula has all yeah. three in one. Probably cheaper than buying one a piece. That's why I make these, I combine these vitamins. But I'd rather you get on something a little different than Benadryl. Some people use Vistaril, which is another antihistamine that probably works a little better, but it's prescription. Um, but try to find the reason for it. Um, Maybe get a sleep study. Get your Oura Ring. You know, this is the best piece of equipment I have. you got yours on, Ben? See, look at this. Like-minded. <laughs> um, these things These things can really show you how much sleep you're getting, how much REM, sleep latency, body temperature, heart rate variability, um, deep sleep, light sleep. Uh, it's just a great little tool to see, it. see actually what kind of quality sleep you're having. You may be surprised. Also tells you how much you're exercising, et cetera. Yeah. So if you don't have an aura ring, you need to buy one of those. It tells you your O2 sats at night. If you're desatting, you need to know that. You may have sleep apnea. Um, so try that and try to stay off the prescription medicine. I'm sure you've tried melatonin, GABA, valerian root, that type of thing. Um, you know, and you may have to work your dose of melatonin up a little bit. Don't be afraid to. Oh, maybe CBD. I put somebody today couldn't sleep on the nighttime version we have of CBD. Um, that helps a lot of people.
0: And the other thing, um, uh, our team in office actually uh, helped me with um, the the type of melatonin I was getting. Uh, once I started getting the, it's the IR, it's the extended release one, uh, whichever yeah. one that is. That really Yeah, if you me.
1: take the short acting, it's, it, you'll wake up. So get the extended release. Yeah. Um, um motaz i
0: place. hope that helps man we're gonna keep moving uh get to everybody here i am just gonna put this up from gator Harry because i think it's a, a a great comment good evening pmp I Hate being late to the show but deadlifts are important you're spot
1: on i did <laughs> yeah that's awesome i'm um, bad you're deadlifting everybody should be deadlifting
0: uh evangelon is saying i've recently heard leprosy is making a presence in the southern u.s any thoughts on the situation uh i did not know about this what's your thoughts
1: I didn't know it was making a comeback either. Um, I think they call it Hansen's disease. And there's a particular medicine that cures it. But I didn't know that. I really didn't know. But it wouldn't surprise me a bit if, if we, you know, some of these these viruses, bacteria, all this stuff makes a comeback because who knows what they're doing with it in all these labs. I mean, who knows? Um, go read Dr. Mary's monkey. That's a really interesting book. Um, that's, but you know, they've been experimenting with these things in these labs for decades and a lot of times bad stuff comes out of it.
0: Um, All right, eventually. but I don't want to
1: get political, but I do want to take a poll. Um, one of these days I really want to come out and tell you what I think about COVID-19. Is anybody vote for that? I mean, a really honest opinion about everything concerning COVID, because I have a lot of experience with it, a lot of thoughts about it. If anybody votes that I come out and not worry about getting censored or anything, hopefully, it won't get censored anymore. Although you got to be careful. Um, who knows? But is it, if anybody votes for that, I'm going to come out and do. I'm just going to make a clear uh, <laughs> statement on what I think about COVID. Well, Anybody, we, I'll t- we'll take some votes, Ben. We'll be conduct a poll.
0: If it's an overwhelming response in the comments, we will. We'll have to. We'll. Yeah. We'll figure out something, and we'll do it in a, um, in a way that's that's helpful, and you know, um, yeah. Uh, but but I do want to put this up here because it's kind of in- something Re-
1: that I won't end up on the bottom of Boone Lake with or something. <laughs> uh, a bunch
0: <laughs> from YouTube saying what do you suggest for treating COVID in 2023. Uh, so let's keep this kind of PG. How are you actually treating it in 2023?
1: What's your, I'm treating it the same way. I treated the case yesterday over the phone. So what I'm seeing is there is a little resurgence and, um, you know, I'm treating the same way. I'm using the eye drug, you know, uh, ice cream, where was our code name for it back then? I don't know if that still applies or not, but you know, we don't want to get censored again because this is too much fun, too much good information. um, You know, the high-dose vitamins, I use Zithromax. You know, the thing about this this mutation, um, and things can always change. They always are changing. We're not going to get rid of code. It's always going to be here. There's no going away with that. Um, As a matter of fact, Ben, I want you to post this article that I read in the Wall Street Journal. Please post that for everybody on here tonight because I want you to read this carefully. It'll take you about five minutes to read it. It's a really good editorial written by the head of the editorial board at the wall street journal. I mean, how much credence could you use over that? But, um, well, nobody's going to read that, Ben, you're going to have to post it. <laughs> i we'll post this tomorrow. Um, on what format will we post it Ben?
0: Uh, we'll post uh, it in a couple, uh, I'll link, I'll, I'll, put a link in the, in the comments tonight, uh, both on Facebook and in YouTube. I'll find a yeah, link, put to, a link to it.
1: Please go look at that because it's exactly how I feel. Um, and again, it doesn't get even get into the, the, how we treated it. You know, the, all that stuff doesn't get into the, you know, the jab or anything like that too much, but, um, it's a really interesting article, but I am treating it, you know, I still treat it fairly aggressively. I'm not really having to use, uh, nebulizers so much. I mean, oxygen and all that, just very few people are having to go to the hospital for this. So, um, you know, I'm just treating it like I did before. I just find myself not having to use a high dose steroids or the inhales steroids and that type of thing. But I still, I still jump on it. You know, um, uh, there, there's a, there's a question about whether or not you should even get tested for it, you know? Um, because a lot of times just to, you think you have a cold, it was COVID. So what?
0: So uh, just posted the, the link on both Facebook and YouTube. I will try and get it over on uh, LinkedIn. It's not letting me do it uh, from my uh, little dashboard here now. Um, but uh, I can feel
1: Ben reining me in a little bit. <laughs> I, can, I can feel that. He's giving me that vibe that I should rain it in.
0: Well, I tell you what, uh, we're but getting... One it- day I'm
1: going to let it rain. But one day I'm going to let it rain, if you know what I mean. We're getting uh, come an, out with all the thoughts.
0: an overwhelming response of yes here so thank you guys for voting that's evangelline uh, uh, <laughs> uh, saying just don't use code words uh, Vicky says yes but don't risk, risk censoring um, uh, Chuck's wanting the your opinion uh, thank you guys um, so uh, we'll, we'll figure out a, a you know a way to do that um, so you guys can. Uh, you know, but we won't risk anything. We have, we have too much fun uh, getting to do this with you guys every Tuesday. Um, speaking of that, let's keep going. Uh, thank you a bunch for putting that in. I hope that helps. Um, we're going to get to Don't
1: fear. It. Whatever you do, do not fear it yep. anymore. It's not to be feared.
0: Uh, shoot. Speaking of, of, uh, to stay on topic, actually, uh, Myra's is saying off your topic probably. Uh, but just remember y'all online right now. Thank you. Uh, covid immunity defense for teens kids. I just found out a friend of a teen daughter who spent night with us positive for covid today. Uh, extra vitamins. I know. I remember reading last year pomegranate goose, your Thoughts. Um, uh, I, we might have already answered this question, Myra. Um, anything you want to add uh, to this, Doc? Yeah, I would.
1: I'd probably take you know use an immune immune formula if you've been around it. Again, don't fear it, especially with kids and teens. You know, somebody asked me during the height of covid. You know, my 12-year-old daughter's friend has, has COVID, you know, next door. What should we do? My answer was take your daughter over to the house and let her play with her so she'll get COVID and get over it. That natural immunity means the best. Unless you have an immunocompromised child or something you're worried about. But I'm telling you, do not fear COVID anymore. That's the word. Everybody's either had it or going to get it. Everybody. Um, so don't fear it. Um, you know, maybe take some extra vitamins, C, D, um, quercetin. Um, and then, you know, if she gets sick, has a flu like illness, you know, certainly when you have a sick kid or you're sick, stay away from other people. It's just, you know, but a lot of times you're more transmittable before you actually come down with symptoms. Um, so but i like pomegranate juice i take a shot of pomegranate juice every day it's great for cancer prevention too especially prostate cancer um but yeah don't don't fear this we're always going to have a flu season covid's part of the flu now um so don't freak out uh just use your you know eat right sleep take your vitamins and don't worry
0: Well, there you go, Myra. I hope that helps. We're going to keep moving here. I want to get to everybody. Um, Marshall is saying, can addictions be a result of a medical conditions? And if so, are there any supplements that could help? Um, uh, this is uh, probably a a lot here, Marshall. Um, uh, how are you looking at this doc?
1: Yeah, I mean, addiction certainly can result from certain medical conditions. There's no doubt about it. Um, some people have a genetic tendency to um, get addicted to different things, including sugar, um, which is one of the most addictive substances on earth. Um, but, yeah, again, like you said, Ben, it's, that's, a, that's a complex yeah. question. Um, I like saffron. I think saffron takes cravings away. I really do. Um, and, of course, there's other prescription medicines that do as well. Um, you know, like I use Naltrexone. You know, regular dose naltrexone for alcohol and, uh, opiate addicts. Um, again, I'm not an addictionologist, but um, those are things you can certainly think about. But what I would say is reach out for help. If you really have addictions, uh, you know, they can beat anything, but I love saffron. That's probably my favorite, um, supplement in that regard. I really like it a lot. Um, Uh, Thank you
0: for this, Marshall. We're going to keep moving here. I want to get to everybody. It looks like uh, Victor's uh, saying add zinc. That's exactly right uh, as far as uh, for the zinc. Yep.
1: Yep. Actually, Uh, the zinc is what cured a lot of COVID. The quercetin and the hydroxychloroquine got the zinc down into the cell. That's a good way to, very good point.
0: Um, let's keep moving here. Uh, I see Izzy's with us. Uh, I want to get to Jack's question. He's been with us all night. Uh, Jack is asking. Asking. You mentioned derma dermatomyositis.
1: Dermatomyositis.
0: Dermatomyositis. No. My sister had it with MCTD. She died of it. Oh, sorry. Um,
1: oh, I know. Sorry it's, I know that. it's a
0: rare autoimmune disease. Is it genetic? Man, Jack. Uh, I'm super sorry about this. Um, what, what's your answer to this, Doc?
1: you know that's a really good comment i'm sorry about your sister it's a horrible disease to have Um, and certainly now they have a little better way of treating it um, with some of the biologics and things but um you know i was reading today in one of my medical journals about genetic testing for different um, cancers they were talking about cancer but certainly autoimmune diseases can also be genetically determined they've got a whole set of screening cancer predispositions, not just the BRCA gene, but um, there's about 250 of them, and it's affordable now. So you can, you know, if you're really thinking about it, you could certainly get a, um, some of the genetic testing for cancer to see if you have any of those predispositions. I mean, I didn't really know it until I read this article that, the BRCA gene can also increase your risk for pancreatic cancer. You know, I just thought it was breast and prostate, but maybe even colon cancer. But um, certainly, um, uh, well, they, they were saying in this article about ten percent uh, genetic. So interesting. Um, yeah. So, investigate these things are going to be used commonly very soon. You know, I'm really searching out companies that will do a good job of this. Uh, I'm trying to get legitimacy with when I run this test, because I don't want to unnecessarily worry
0: people
1: about this. But if you have a family history, then you need to ask yourself that. Should I look into this? And if you have that gene that they've identified with that, say pancreatic cancer, what can you do to screen for that? You might get a yearly... Uh, MRI of your pancreas, because if they catch it early, they can cure it. And But, you know, there's no really good blood screening test for pancreatic cancer. Mm. So, you know, if you have that prostate cancer gene, certainly get an MRI of your prostate yearly, um, that type of thing. Yeah. I think the full body MRI is just not really developed enough. There's too many false negatives, at least too many different things, just for the average person. But if you have that genetic marker, then it's a, there's a time for this for, you know, excess scrutiny, increased scrutiny with some of the scans and things. So, um, yeah, very, very good question.
0: Thank you. Uh, thank you for putting that in there, Jack. Uh, I want to get to Mark real quick. Uh, Mark's been patient with me. Um, experts say the new Parola COVID strain has 30 mutations to the original COVID-19 virus. Uh, what was in your home COVID treatment kit? Uh, Will you offer the home kit on Amazon? Uh, I, know, I know it won't be on Amazon. Um, uh, well, at least it's not right now. Um, uh, but I'll let yes, you answer that. It's probably a
1: good way to lose your medical license, Claim you have a home COVID treatment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you got to really be careful with this stuff. But, you know, yeah, I mean, the protocol are in there, you know, I, I, I love the frontline coalition, you know, with, of course, the quercetin, the D, the zinc, the C, um, and having a pack at home, uh, maybe even going to the extremes of having the nebulized, uh, budesonide, which I certainly had at my house and sure enough, I used it. Um, you know, a, you need a steroid dose pack at your house, um, and that type of thing. I don't know about selling it on Amazon or anything, but certainly the recommendations are there. Um, and that's you should be able to find our protocol on there somewhere, Ben.
0: Yeah, if you search for uh, for COVID box uh, on our website, performancemedicine.net, it'll definitely come up. Uh, I want to keep moving here so we get to everybody. Kristen's been very patient with me as well. Um, Kristen on Facebook is saying I've had great success with Manjaro, but had to stop due to cost last month. Is there anything comparable OTC? Um, very common question. Um, we're dealing with this no, every day. There's
1: nothing comparable o- OTC to that. Um, but one good thing is we're, we've been able to find some compounded, uh, medicines that's very similar to that. You know, it's still not cheap, but it's more expensive than semiglutide, but we have, I believe, Katie found another source today. We search every day yeah. for this stuff. Yeah, she is. Katie's
0: searching every single day. Yeah. Um. It's kudos uh, to Katie. She's yeah. still on here. Yeah.
1: She does a great job with that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, she's staying on it, and uh, it's been, you know, been something uh, that I know has been frustrating for for us and and everybody, because um, it, it, man, the Manjaro and the Ozempic to get that um, covered. Uh, I won't say it's impossible, but it's pretty darn hard. Um, yeah,
1: unless you have diabetes. And it's still hard to get. Yeah, But, yeah, I love it. I love that medicine. I think it really works with less side effects, better weight loss.
0: Um, let's um, get uh, my grandmother's question here. Grandma Mary's asking, uh, will 10 milligrams of melatonin hurt for a sleep aid?
1: Um, no. no. Uh, not at all. Not you at all. Use, you use higher than that for sure.
0: All right, Grandma, I hope that uh, helps. Um, Let's see here. Let's keep going. Um, Where am I at? Uh, Okay, I see um, my link is, um, you're you're needing a prescription, or not a prescription, a subscription to um, Wall Street Journal. What we'll do is we'll probably do a a green screen video over on Instagram uh, here in the next couple days. You shouldn't have to
1: have a, yeah, can you copy that article and post it, Ben?
0: Um, I mean, they're going to have to read really small words. I can post a picture of it, um, and you can kind of see it. Uh, I'll do my best guys. Uh, the link is, is, is you have to have a subscription to get to that link. Um, oh, you do? Oh, to read the whole okay. thing. Um, let's keep going. Um, uh, Chuck, man, I hope you, I hope you feel better. Um, it's, it seems that I'm, I'm sure this is happening with the teachers, uh, right now. Um, Let's get to Evangelon's got a very important question. Uh, Let's just
1: hope to God they don't shut everything down again. That'd be a disaster. Yeah. Um and uh, this Wall Street article pre- precludes to that. So check it out. But what's um, your thoughts
0: on Evangelon's question here?
1: Man. Oh, oh man, that's a close one there. Man, I don't know. Evangelon, <laughs> I could tell Joe, when he got maybe, the question. I don't
0: know. When he got yeah. the question, I, I could tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll tell you what, though. I'm working on, I'm really, I've almost got Blackbird perfected. You heard it, didn't you, Ben? I, I, it's pretty darn, it's good. It's good. I mean, you know, I, I, I like that. So I am working on my guitar. But man, whew, that's a toughie almost a tie. How about you? I'd like to see what you think. What do you guys
0: think? I think uh there's a there's a little uh, discussion going on. Uh Roel saying Jimi Hendrix influenced both but my favorite is SRV. Um
1: Stevie Ray Vaughn, yeah.
0: Um okay let's keep going here. One of my
1: favorites is this guy right here, Kingfish. Can you see him back there? <laughs>
0: yeah. I can actually yeah Kingfish, Kingfish is
1: Kingfish is actually He's about 21 years old. <laughs> he plays he plays as good as any of those guys do. You should go hear him if you get a chance.
0: Um okay
1: jaw dropping.
0: I okay. got uh so it seems uh, Rachel's asking the, the question everyone's thinking is where's Ike and Izzy? We're gonna close out the show. Um Okay,
1: that's a good cue. Um Ike. Uh
0: where, where are they Ike? at? Ike
1: Izzy. Come here, Izzy. Don't go, Don't go Good show tonight.